Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Tender Joy. I'm your host, Cindy. And I'm your host, Scott. We have a few interesting articles for you on this podcast. The first article is about repurposing an oil refinery. The second one is about a peculiar platypus. And our last article is about 3D printing ceramics. All right, so let's jump into our first article. MVRDV, the Dutch architectural firm, has emerged as a victor in a competition to devise a Hangzhou oil refinery factory park, a redevelopment scheme for a former industrial area situated adjacent to the southern terminus of China's Grand Canal. At the heart of the project lies a captivating museum that combines art and science, surrounded by a verdant setting that harmoniously blends remnants of the area's industrial past with a range of cultural offerings offices and retail spaces. The Grand Canal, renowned as the world's longest and one of humanity's oldest artificial waterway, is undergoing a comprehensive transformation in China. The country is actively converting this industrial infrastructure into a valuable social asset, ensuring that the canal's 1,700-kilometer stretch becomes accessible and enjoyable for millions of residents. Spanning 45 acres, the Hangzhou location was previously home to an oil refinery. The innovative design of the new project incorporates renewable energy sources, serving as a prominent model for the shift from fossil fuels to sustainable energy an important transition that China has actively embraced in recent times. Taking into consideration the future of the canal, MVRDV skillfully utilizes the possibilities presented by transforming industrial spaces into cultural havens. The refinery building's towers are preserved and seamlessly integrated into the park's landscape, incorporating staircases and platforms that offer panoramic views of the surroundings. At the heart of the park stands the Art and SciTech Center, a museum designed to be the focal point. Its cylindrical outer structure draws inspiration from the silos that once dotted the site, albeit on a much grander scale. The museum's expansive public area is brought to life by a series of interconnected terraces, connected by stairs and bridges. The museum's external facade is designed to be permeable, enabling breezes to flow through the structure. As a result, the interior space benefits from passive heating and cooling, experiencing slight temperature variations based on weather conditions. This design approach acts as a thermal buffer, significantly reducing the energy needed to effectively heat and cool the designated spaces within the museum's internal boxes. Apart from its visual features, the facade also integrates numerous small photovoltaic spots that harness solar energy. This innovative arrangement forms a solar painting designed through a parametric approach. Factors such as solar exposure, prevailing winds, and prominent vistas were taken into account to strategically position a higher concentration of photovoltaic cells where they are most beneficial and necessary. By integrating energy-generating capabilities into every newly constructed surface, the park has the potential to operate as an energy-negative entity, actively supplying energy back to the grid. Alright, now on to our next article. After a perplexing absence of 50 years, the uniquely peculiar platypus of Australia is set to return to a national park near Sydney. The exact circumstances surrounding the disappearance of these egg-laying aquatic mammals from the rivers of Royal National Park, whether it be a result of chemical tanker spill on the neighboring Princes Highway or the relentless predation by foxes and cats, remain a mystery to conservationists. 
However, the good news is that the platypus is making a comeback. In a collaborative effort involving the University of New South Wales National Parks and Wildlife Service and WWF, conservationists recently reintroduced five or possibly six female platypuses into Hacking River as the initial phase of the reintroduction project. Housed within Taronga Zoo Dedicated Platypus Sanctuary, the group of five females were sourced from the Bombala and Delegeti regions. To facilitate a smooth transition, the females were introduced to the Hacking River ecosystem approximately one week to ten days prior to the arrival of the males. This deliberate approach allows the females to acclimate to their new surroundings without the presence of more assertive and energetic males. Rob Brewster, a conservationist from the WWF, expressed hope that the females have successfully established their place within the new environment and can continue to adapt and thrive together. Brewster said the collaboration wants to see bureaus and territorial establishment among the river systems of the 58-square-mile national park from the females before they release the males. Beyond ensuring that the water quality in the area outside Royal National Park is of the highest level, threat management teams are also ensuring that platypuses are not attacked by foxes or feral cats. Alright, now on to our last article. In a remarkable leap forward in technological innovation, Chinese scientists have made significant progress in mid-air ceramic 3D printing. The research team from Jiang University has successfully achieved the ability to freely extend ceramic structures in space without the need for additional support, expanding the range of potential applications for this widely utilized ceramic technology. Ceramics are extensively employed in advanced engineering fields such as aerospace, computer, and mechanical engineering due to their exceptional structural stability, resistance to wear, and ability to withstand high temperatures. This breakthrough development in mid-air ceramic 3D printing unlocks new possibilities for leveraging the unique properties of ceramics in various industries. Utilizing a photosensitive ceramic slurry as their 3D printing material, the team has devised a technique where the mixture rapidly solidifies upon exposure to near-infrared light emitted by the sun or heat lamps. Professor Lou Ren, the lead author of the paper, explained the curves can be extended in space without requiring additional support. The printing process proceeds seamlessly and continuously, eliminating the need of heating or cooling interventions. With the new slurry, Lou Ren was able to print ceramic torsion springs at 3.5mm thickness, which retained their shape in mid-air. Using near-infrared light can solidify certain ceramic structures at these thin dimensions, even at right angles, instantly upon exiting the printing nozzle removing the need for support structures that can impede printing efficiency. They also remove the sometimes irritating existing problems when supporting stands and arms need to be removed after the material has solidified, a not always easy process that can risk breaking sensitive printed structures. This is some awesome technology and I can't wait to see the future applications of it. Alright, so we hope you enjoy listening about repurposing an oil refinery a peculiar platypus in 3D printing ceramics. Feel free to email us at tenderjoypodcast at gmail.com with other article suggestions. Thanks for tuning in to Tender Joy and catch you on the next one.